Hello and welcome to a new episode of New Moon Village. I'm your host, Madeline Roth. Welcome village people to our place on the internet where we can gather and collaborate as free independent spirits uh, seeking to manifest our highest potential and desire. Welcome to the village. (laughs) Hello, it's Friday the 13th as I'm recording this and tomorrow is the full new moon eclipse in Libra and I am a Libra son and have a lot of Libras in my life. My mom's a Libra. My aunt's a Libra. Um, (laughs) I feel like there's just like a lot of Libras around me and I love Libra so much. And it's a sign of love and partnership. And I think Libras and their highest aspects are the peacemaker. And that's something that has really served me throughout my life is that bringing that sense of peace to any situation and that no matter how difficult that there can be a sense of levity and Libras are smart, witty, charming, great conversationalists and like want to see the best in people and really lighten up a situation when it gets heavy and dark. And, um, you know, and they're, and that's some of the, the positive aspects and, um, and there's a lot of positive aspects to Libra. There's a lot to love. And their ruler, their plant, ruling planet is Venus. So the planet of love. And just like that flowing, soft, feminine energy. And it's really social about partnerships and collaborations and being with other people. And yeah, that like you, Libras want to be around other people and do things together and do things as a team. And I think that's all really good, but there can be some shadow to Libra. And as this is the new moon and it's an eclipse, which um, it happens around the south node, uh, which is like, you know, there's like a lot of astrology, but um, if you want to go more into it, go into the Chani Nicholas, the astrology of the week ahead. Um, She does a great job of describing this new moon eclipse. Um, But suffice it to say that it's about the shadow side and it's a bit of an unstable energy. And usually new moons are a time to manifest and a time to start things and set intentions and begin projects. But with the eclipse, it's an unstable energy because the moon is blocking the light of the sun. And that's like the, why I brought up um, the South node because it's like traditionally seen as a dragon. And then the ancients believed it was like the dragon swallowing the sun or like encompassing it with his tail and a dragon swallowing its tail, something like that. <laughs> Sorry, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, but it's just like, I think it's, it's a time more to journal and reflect rather than go out and start new projects and meditate and go inwards. And this being an air sign, it's really important to work with the breath and to breathe and to um, come back to that inner peace and inner knowing. And the word for the Hebrew word for God is Yahweh, which you can't really even say in Hebrew, but it's like breath. Like that's like the word for breath. And if you say it correctly, it is a breath. (laughs) And that like that is like the breath of life and that the numinous and that we have we breathe from our first breath when we were born to the last breath when we die and that is our conversation with god and how we speak and how we communicate and libra is an air sign so all about the air and the breath and so i think in this new moon 
even it's going to occur um it's at zenith at 10 59 pacific time uh tomorrow october 14th so that's um if you're continuing in from salt lake city where this is being recorded that's uh 11 59 a.m uh, right right before noon um so if around noon you want to take five minutes just to meditate in silence and breathe in and out and feel yourself that human act of breath. I think that can be one of the most powerful practices of this unstable time. And, and to remind ourselves that in our in any instability, that we can come back to the breath and the breath is always here for us and we always have the breath. Um, and just really go inwards and find that inner strength and stability, that breathing in and out and in and out and in and out has for us. So in going along with this being a new moon eclipse and during the new moon, the moon is gone from the sky and it is totally dark. And this being kind of a time of shadow and a time to reflect. Um, I want to reflect on the shadow side of Libra and bring up some examples that I see in myself and in those lovely Libras in my life. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I, and that I really see playing out and I think they play out in all of us and maybe look for where Libra is in your chart, like based on your ascendant, which house is ruled by Libra, which is the traditional ruler of the seventh house of partnership and relationship. So a lot of these things will be about how we act in our partnerships, especially our close one-on-one partnerships with our lovers and friend, best friends and family and even our colleagues. And yeah, and like, so what I really wanted to explore is how we people please, self-sacrifice and give our power away. And that these are kind of the negative or dark aspects of Libra. Like when Libra isn't op- acting from a higher place, um, there can be a real tendency to be towards passivity and just not embracing full power. So hold on a sec. So the first dark aspect of Libra I want to talk is about being a people pleaser. And boy, have I been a people pleaser in my life. Like just trying to read people's minds and anticipate all their needs and know what they want and provide it. And this can be really good. Like it gets me it's gotten me praise and accolades and jobs and um, a lot of, you know, and it has worked out well. Like during school, like I would try to just intuit what my professors wanted to hear. And I would then I would write an essay about that and I would get an A. Amazing. So, like, um, you know, I think it like it can work in Libra's benefit. So that's why I think it comes out a lot is like that it has... Like it, like it's going towards being tactful and diplomatic and like you want people to be happy and you want them, you don't want to speak, speak something wrong or speak out of line or, um, and just choose your words carefully. So, you know, that like no one's offended. And I think what is important to remember is that if you please yourself, at least you know one person is happy because you don't really know what makes other people happy and you can't read their minds. And, you know, maybe you do write an essay that should be exactly what your professor wanted according to you, but they hate it and you like get a B or C and like, yeah. And like, you just have to live with that. And, um, 
you know, and I think like when we people please, like we, uh, we're trying to make it good for everyone. And sometimes the last person we want to please is ourselves. And we're thinking about our spouse or our kids or just all the people, our friends that are going to be with us. And, you know, we want them to be happy and have a good time and like, don't rock the boat and everything to go really well. But um, you don't know how things are going to end up. And, you know, and when you people please, like you don't, you're not really satisfying yourself. And I think that like getting in tune with what makes ourselves happy and to realize that anything you do, you're really doing it for yourself. And that no matter how much we say, we're like, I did this to make you happy, but you did it to make you happy. And you can't put that on other people. Like you can't, um, you're not responsible for other people's feelings and they're not responsible for yours. And they're not responsible to give you back that whatever you're seeking without people pleasing, you know, with praise or like, thank you, or just, you know, a good time and a smile that, you know, they don't, they don't owe you that and you can't depend on that. So you're going to have to learn how to please yourself first. And, um, that's not to say that you can't like do what makes everyone happy and like is a good, a common ground. Cause that's one of Libra's strengths is finding common ground. Um, but I think to realize that a lot of the time it's your common ground that you want to put out there, you know, and what's good for you and having it be a safe and stable place for other people to meet you on. Um, that isn't, um, you know, asking too much of them or asking too much of you and that you're all, yeah, that like you're just really, you meet your own needs first. It's kind of put your own oxygen mask on first and that you have to take care of yourself and you can't worry like if someone else is going to get distressed or be upset with you, but you, you have to do you. And that's something that's, I've really grown into as I've gotten older and, um, being able and that's like being emotionally responsible for what I want and what's good for me. And that realizing like when in the past, I might've said, I did this to make you happy to realize I did this to make me happy and, um, and to not be so dependent on other people's reactions. And like, there can be times where it feels like the weight of someone else's opinion is the whole world. And it would be earth shattering if they didn't like it or didn't like you or had a bad time or um, just their needs weren't met in some way that you could have provided them. But just to realize that we're all adults here and we all are responsible for meeting our own needs. And if our needs aren't being met, it's up to us to say something or do something about it. And it's not up to you to read people's minds or just to be providing all the time. So, yeah, so people pleasing, that's like a shadow aspect to maybe explore and explore how you people please. And maybe it's in like making three different kinds of breakfast for your your like the, your group, you know, that you have pancakes and eggs and sausage and yogurt and muesli and uh, orange juice and milk and almond milk and oat milk and coconut milk and 
you know, and just like, just like that, like just me, like going up, up and beyond, which can be like, so which can overwhelm people sometimes where they have too much choice. And it'd be just like, Hey, we were having cereal. We're all just going to have cereal and that's okay. And, you know, like, and I, I think it like you, you know, um, where you want people to feel at home and like that feel welcomed and like you care about them and they're special, um, you know, that that's different from people pleasing and to make someone feel really unique and special is to be valued for them and for what they're bringing to it. And like what, and I think Libra wants to feel special too and what they are providing for, um, you know, whoever their people in their lives and they can do that. You can do that um, without having it negatively affect you when you don't rest all your emotions on it and rest your value on that praise or that thank you or that validation and just be like, you know what? I did this because I wanted to do it and it feels good to do it and it makes me happy. And that's not so much about pleasing people or like how they're going to react, but how it makes you feel to do these things and the inner, like the abundance it gives you and the happiness it gives you. And, you know, maybe it's like decorating for the holidays that you go all out to decorate the house and make it beautiful. And you're like, in believe in the belief that that's what makes your family happy and that's what they want to see. And they want to celebrate that way. And maybe they don't, maybe they don't really care about how the house looks or having decorations. And they're like, oh, that's great. I love this. But like, they don't love it, (laughs) you know? So just, you know, I think, and you just got to be okay with that and let people do their thing and let it roll off your back. You know, if they don't give you the level of like enthusiasm or enjoyment that you are seeking, because like, if you enjoy it, that's what really matters. Like you please yourself. And it made you happy. So, yeah, that's one thing to look into and, like, maybe do some journaling around um, times when you felt like you put a lot of effort into something, hoping to get an emotional response back that you didn't get and how disappointing that was and how it made you feel and maybe how you can take your power back in that situation or in the situations going forward. Or maybe your behavior doesn't change. Maybe you do the exact same thing, but your emotional response to it or like what you, how you ex- like your expectations um, for the situation are, are levied and you know what you want out of it, which is just to do the thing and like, and be, be part of it and be part and like to enjoy your family or like your friends. Um, Cause I think it's like, really, we want those relationships to be enjoyable and to people to feel warm and welcome and happy. And maybe, and they, and they can, they just want you, you know, I think that's what it comes down to most of the time is they just want to be around you and your full self. And they, all of the excess, like, I know we're getting into the holidays and it's like the decorations and the food and the presents, like all that stuff is extra and all that stuff is external. And like, and it, it can be great, but like, that's not what really matters. It reminds me of the Grinch, you know, (laughs) Christmas came without ribbons or boxes or bags. Christmas came, it came all the same, you know, (laughs) I think, and who's saying, you know, and I think we just have to have that spirit, um, 
Yeah. And the next one that kind of goes along with that is self-sacrifice. And I know for me, like one thing I did, like go in, in college, I had roommates and we didn't have a dishwasher and I would do all the dishes. Like <laughs> when my when they get piled up, I would just like have a night and I, after homework, I would just do them. And yeah, and it was nice to get, and I, and I did it kind of like to like, just do it. Like that was a thing to do, but it was also that there was like this shadow part of me that was kind of like, Oh, I'm so, I'm working so hard and doing this good thing. And I, and I did that at like an office I worked at as well. Like I did the dishes there all the time. And now that I live alone in my own apartment without a dishwasher, there can be times where it's really hard for me to do the dishes myself for myself, even though I did them without thinking for roommates or for my coworkers. And I think this is a way that's like self-sacrifice can get in there. And like, we want that praise and want to kind of be like, I did this. It was so hard. No one else was going to do it. So I did it. (laughs) Look at me, you know, (laughs) I like, and it's just kind of like, no, like, I don't know. They were just dishes. We're going to sit there and they would get done. Eventually someone would do them, you know, or you would take responsibility for your own dishes. And I don't know. It's kind of like the mom energy in me. That did that. I don't know. There's some things unpacked that I need to go and do in therapy. <laughs> but, you know, it's also not wanting to be a burden on anyone and that and be like, maybe if I sacrifice myself and show how worthy I am, that I'll be included in this group and they won't kick me out and that like they'll need me in some way. Like I'll be like, they'll see like they like can't can't lose me because they value me so much for this thing I'm doing where you know, that's not really a good reason to stay in a relationship or stay with someone because they're providing you with something that like that you I don't know that you can't get yourself. Like, I th- I think there's a real need. We have this need to be independent and to find to bring something to the relationship, you know, that we're in that is bigger than not wanting to be alone or um wanting to have something taken care of for us we're in that like we do it it's better as a partnership rather than like oh i want this <laughs> like i want this person to do this for me and it can be like and I, yeah i think it's just like this real like you know ma where's the meatloaf kind of thing <laughs> and um yeah and, there, and, they, and i and i think even when we do do it with the self-sacrifice that can be a way of not accepting praise or pushing praise away when we do do something. And that can be a sign that we're self-sacrificing when we are unwilling to accept the praise and like that. Yeah, I did work hard to do this and yeah, it was a lot of work and thank you for noticing. And I, I did it so we could all enjoy it. And like, and I think the phrase I did it for you can be really tricky. And like when we're saying I did this for you, like, no, you didn't, you did it for yourself. And maybe it looks like you did it for someone else, but ultimately you did it for you. Like everything we do is is for ourselves at some level. And you can do stuff that I think it can be, you can be altruistic and want to help others. But at some level it comes back to you and you're getting something from the work you're putting out there. And it can be like, you know, there can be a high level of that, like where it's high functioning and you're getting love and acceptance and, a feeling of community and belonging and like just the warm fuzzies and that you feel it's like a grace to do it. And there can be a shadow side 
that is like, I have to do this. I'm indebted to this. Like, it's my duty. I am burdened by this. And yeah, and it can be tricky to see where you're operating from. And maybe you feel unworthy, you know, and like, I don't deserve to just sit back and relax. Like, I need to be doing something to have my place here. Like, I can't, I won't be accepted if I just lounge about, you know, I have to prove my worth. And that's not true. You are inherently worthy and inherently deserving of belonging. And you have nothing to prove, especially with your family. And there can be families where it's really competitive and there is a really a lot of striving and a lot of like one-upsmanship and showing, well, you did this, but I can do it better. And like, I'm going to prove to you that you, I, you, you want me because of what I do for you instead of just wanting to be there for yourself. And like, just because you're a wonderful person and you are like just smart and witty and kind and um, like just fun to be around, you know, and it has very little to do with your work and maybe, you know, and I think work can be something that we value in a strange way. And when we're working hard versus not working hard and how we judge people, you know, like they work so hard or they don't, you know, and like judge people who don't work hard in our eyes and yeah. And I, and I think you, and with self-sacrifice for women, you know, there can be a putting aside of our dreams or ambitions for our spouse or kids and not going after what we want so they can go after what they want. And, you know, like maybe after our spouse gets their degree, we can go to school, but then we have kids. And so we're like, maybe now it's not a good time for school. And yeah, and it just years go by and like, it's... <sighs> Um, you maybe can eventually go after your dreams, but it's in a different way. And, and I think the complicated thing is how we live with that and how we realize, like, I, I wanted this too. Like, I wanted to have a happy family and a happy marriage. And it was more important that my spouse got the degree than I did for and at least at that time and or at least that's how it appeared to me and maybe that wasn't true and maybe there needs to be some unpacking of what happened and how you both could have benefited from a different relationship and there's a lot of cultural things that go into this and a lot of cultural expectations and family expectations and and just how things go and um but I think if we can step out of victim mentality like this happened to me or like I had I it happened this way and I had to do it this way. And you know, that things had to happen a certain way just because they did, but realizing things could be different. And I think it can be really painful to live with that reality that things could have been different. Um, and it's easier to like give up our power and I'll go into more of that in a second. But, um, you know, I think it, it is important to be where we are right, are right now and to be honest with what we really want. And maybe instead of manifesting exactly what we want, like this eclipse time can be about our dreams and like what is our shadow side of like what are what are our desires that we don't talk about that we don't feel like we can go after. And maybe we don't even want to manifest them into our lives, but like they're part of us and like what we felt or something that we didn't get that we wish we would have gotten. And just really explore that, like how you have self like sacrificed in your life and put things aside 
that you wish you would have. And like maybe you regret in some ways and want wanted things to be different and just your emotions around that and really get into dig deep in that and process. And I think that what's really important is to realize where we see ourselves as a victim of circumstance or the world or being a woman or queer, you know, and I, and I don't want to blame people for this, you know, and those things are really real and the world is a harsh place and it comes down hard on you for being different and wanting things, wanting the big gold ring and not being a straight cis white male. And, but I think, you know, like you have to see how, how, um, that like you made choices inside that and um you know and i and i think that we kind of warp that into like the rules we do cho- choose to take on and take on that like only i can do it only i can do it right and being overly responsible that um like that like the way i do it is the way right way to do it or that this is like how we're going to do this and um, and that like, you know, and that like we, that like everything has to be done a certain way into a certain expectation into a certain standard and anything less than that is failure. And, and that like we, you know, deserve praise or recognition or just like a pat on the back for doing things according to a certain standard and realize that these standards are set by ourselves you know, like there's, there's no judgment day, you know, they're not coming to judge us on how well we did the dishes or how good our kids' grades were and how, like how well behaved they were at dinner that one night, you know, that's not what you're going to be judged on. And, um, and to see where you're overly responsible and taking things on, especially in partnerships that, are really the other person's stuff um, that you are managing as, I don't know, as like the the feminine partner in the relationship, I'm just going to say, you know, and I feel like this is a very, like, you know, this way of taking ownership and having power in an own way, like, but from like the, from a disempowered perspective, and it can be a way to reclaim this, but at the same time, are you sacrificing actual power, which is self-autonomy and self-ownership and moving forward as an autonomous being? So just really, I think, be clear on how you are structuring your relationships and how you are structuring power and what and shared power and shared responsibility and um, give yourself credit for how powerful you are and feel your strength and where you need to reclaim that and feel that lion goddess energy, you know, and just own it. So, yeah, so I would say, and I think part of that is like in giving your power away. And I think like that's a real part shadow side of Libra is giving their power away because I think they could they can be one of the most powerful signs, but it's a very feminine power and it's a dip- diplomatic power. So it's not, you know, a Mars power where it's like, or Aries power, like like the ram going forward, building the energy, being strong and commanding. 
but it's like grace and tact and like having like the support of people around you because you are a peacemaker and really know what what is <laughs> like what is good for the group or the collective and to like move forward know how to move forward as one and um but as like as individuals that are make up a collective and you know, whether that be a family or a workplace or a team, um, that you know how to make those decisions. And when you give your power away or say, like, I have to do this because or this isn't my choice. I don't have a choice. Choices were made for me. You know, like there, there's a real self-abnegation in that and not owning um, your role and responsibility in it. And the choices you do make, whatever the circumstances around you, and no matter how hard they are. And it's just like, I have cancer, you know, it wasn't my choice to get cancer. Like, you know, or I did have cancer. <laughs> Sorry. I did actually have cancer, <laughs> like when I was 22, 10 years ago this year. And I needed surgery to get it out and to survive. And I could have been horribly disfigured by the surgery. And it was my choice to have the surgery and both have my life. And then thankfully, I wasn't disfigured. And I moved forward from it. But, you know, like you like in that, I just I remember going to surgery and making that choice and being really scared, but just having to choose to surrender and let go and let God and to know whatever the outcome, you know, whether it would have been like needing having this disfigurement and needing lots of physical therapy and going through the world with a, a facial difference just to know that I will handle it. And I think that's one of the most powerful phrases in our toolbox. I will handle it that, you know, and that's not to say you'll handle it alone. You have partners here on earth and also spiritual partners, you know, with God or the universe, Jesus, Allah, Buddha, universe, source, divine, feminine, divine, you know, like whatever you choose. Um, but there, and if you want to go it alone, so be it. <laughs> but, you know, It's a lot easier with, with the friend in the universe. You know, and and I think we have to reclaim our power to say that I will handle it and I will handle it with uh, with those Libra values of grace and tact and diplomacy and with something that works for everyone. And, you know, and I think like, you know, other people make choices and like it comes down to us and we don't it's, this isn't to say we are totally free to choose whatever we have. And as life goes on more and more, our choices add up and like lead to consequences and limit maybe our options, you know, but like we, we, you know, and I think part of it is like, you know, I didn't make that choice because of the stigma around it, or I didn't make that choice because I wanted to be responsible. And, but to realize that, you know, why you did make that choice and, um, and to reclaim your power in that and to know that like we have like fate and circumstance are going to put us in tough binds and it's going to be difficult. And like, there's not always a right thing to do and there's not a perfect, perfect thing to choose, but to choose your power anyways, and to choose what makes you feel strong. And, and maybe like, it isn't, um, what you have, like what you most want that you have to do, or you feel like that you choose to do. <laughs> so, yeah, even I fell prey to it. You don't have to do, but it's that, 
that this is better for me and to realize why you chose those things and why it feels like you have to choose that thing and where you feel constrained, you know, and to really examine those constraints and where you want things to be different. And then you can act to make those things different and to go after what you really want. And, and maybe it's not right at the time, but maybe it's for later and like, but if not now, when, you know, and maybe it isn't right now, maybe it's in the future or maybe it's never. And maybe things and priorities change as we grow and yeah, we accumulate our choices, but yeah, <laughs> so that's the pod for today. Um, but I really hope you give this, give some thought to how you people please, how you self-sacrifice and how you give your power away during this, um, new moon in Libra. And just really explore that shadow side of Libra so you can express the higher side, which is having great relationships with with others and being surrounded by great people and having great collaborations and seeing the best in one another. And just that you grace us with your, your grace and smarts and wittiness and great conversations and wise words and fun times and just you are wonderful to be around. And I just hope that you can be your wonderful self and not be held back by the shoulds or coulds or or would haves um, and really embrace your um, your full self. So this was Newman Village. I am your host, Madeline Roth. You can find me on YouTube. I do pick a card readings every day. I'm going to post one today and I'm trying to do 100 days of tarot on my YouTube channel. So from now until mid-January, I'm going to put up a new reading every day from a pick a card. And these are just general readings. But if you want a personalized reading, you can go to my website, newmoonvillage.com, and schedule your own personal tarot reading. And I'd be happy to give you one. They're either they're available as either an hour with three questions or half an hour with one question. And yeah, but I would just love to have your support. Give me subscribe, hit that subscribe button if you enjoyed this. Um, I will be back next week or maybe in the next couple of days. I don't know. <laughs> I'm liking doing the pods. So if you like this, hit subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. Um, I'm so glad you listened. And yeah, just be gentle with yourself during this new moon energy and realize this is an eclipse and realize you're going to probably cry. I've cried more in the past two days than I have in years. So just, just know that <laughs> and you're, you're not alone in having the big feels. Um, thanks for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.